Namaste everyone. Any questions? Anything to say? Yes. Hello, hello. Yeah. Hello, Sanjay. Thank you. Um, so I have two things that I would like to bring up and have your reflection if you feel it's appropriate. Um, when I contacted you initially or um, Sangha to um, gain admit admittance um, and the Zoom link, I said the reason for my wanting to attend is first I wrote peace and then self-realization. And as I'm wondering if I really want self-realization, uh, I'm trying, I'm in all honesty, you know, um, I do, I want peace and I'm practicing uh, self-inquiry as best I can. I've been listening to a lot of the satsangs. I just started attending several weeks ago and reading uh, Who Am I? And I find myself coming back to the inquiry. But then I say, maybe I'm just not ripe enough. And is it is it appropriate? Is it an integrity for me to, to, to do, to practice this way? Um, and, and I feel when I'm here, I'm here and my heart is here. And uh, as best I can, I always have to put that as best I can. And, uh, and that's one. And the other is a few days ago when I was sitting in silence and had my eyes closed, what I, what I saw was an eye. I saw an eye, like direct, like an eye. And that... Um, for many years, I've found if I'm lying in bed quite often and my eyes are closed, I see my body from as if from above. So I just, that's, you know, but then a few days ago, what happened after I saw the eye, I, like Ramana's, Maharshi's, like image started appearing as well. So... I would love any reflection you have on what I've shared, if mm -hmm. if you like. Thank you. I could only can 
comment on the last one. The first one, I don't know whether there was a question or just you were saying that. So the first one you said was that you are doing inquiry and then you do your best and you are not sure whether this is for you or not. Is that right? Yes, more or less. Mm. But but the, the piece is um, not is it for me like, you know, a dress doesn't fit, you know, kind of thing. But is it, um, is it an integrity? I'm, I'm just uh, monitoring or tracking my own capacity to, to, to do the self-inquiry. So what are, the wonder, what are the obstacles in your self-inquiry, if we can go through that? Uh, my mind. <laughs> uh, wow. I mean, the other day, uh, it just became really clear to me how my thoughts, I mean, this is what I saw. I saw like my thoughts just kind of send out vibes and, and those vibes collect matter and then they appear to me. You know, so, so my fear vibes, uh, you know, if, if there's something in me that is resonating fear about something, it just sends it out and then it comes back to me in real life, you know, it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, it, it's like I send out, the, the vibe goes out and then it becomes very solid and appears real. And then, so it's like, it's exhausting. Um, it, it's my process. So, so you, that's an obstacle. My thought, my my thoughts, my mind. Yeah. Let Let's talk about this because this is a very very important question. Now, when someone is doing self inquiry, and look, people can have different um, understanding of self inquiry, but to me, self inquiry means self-attention because you inquire who is having thoughts and obviously you think I'm the one who's having thoughts and then the next question you ask yourself is who is this I and you sit with this question which is actually self-inquiry that who is this I the moment you go and ask this question who is this I Nobody answers because there is no person sitting inside who is answering. Any answer to this inquiry, who am I, is wrong because it's coming from mind. And mind is nothing but thoughts, not my thoughts, your thoughts. Yes, in a way they are your thoughts because you know them. I am not listening. You are listening. Now, who is listening in you? That is what, who am I? The moment you question this, the whole construct of this thought and this mind starts breaking down because it is one thought, I thought, and then it leads to so many thoughts, you thought, we thought, they thought, past thought, future thought, worry thought, fear thought. And you pointed out very rightly that these thoughts 
makes the world around us. First a thought arises and then the world comes according to those thoughts. If you are fearful, those fears come true. If you are attracted towards someone, those things comes to you. Irrespective whether those things when they come, they bring peace, happiness or they bring misery. But it is all those thoughts are the starting of the matter. Actually, thoughts are also matter. Mind is matter. It is a subtle matter, but mind is matter. The only thing which is not part of matter is self. Self in all of us is not part of matter. We know air, we know wind, we know space. It is more, more subtler than any of these things which our mind knows, which we understand. And that is the source of everything. So if we abide in source, source is peace because there is no thought, no noise, no matter, nothing. Nothing is peace, no thing. To tap into that no thing is self-realization, nothing else. When you say, I want peace, but I don't want self-realization, who is deciding so much for you? That I want this, I don't want this. I has to go. This I sometimes feels that I am in peace when there are less thoughts or thoughts which you love. And then you say, it is beautiful, it is nice, I am in peace, I am in love. You know, understand that this whole world has, everyone has an ego. And not everyone is unhappy all the time. It's not possible. So people have phases, they are happy, they are unhappy. So ego also enjoys its happiness in its own way. In things, in beings, in attraction, even in fight, feeling proud that I have killed someone or I have superseded, I have won. Ego competes. So that also people call it happiness, enjoyment, indulgence is enjoyment. That's why the whole world is indulging in different things, different uh, senses, food, watching, all these things. So that happiness, how that happiness comes uh, from ego. Ego subsides for a moment when it achieves, attains, gets what it wants and then uh, it's so nice now. But then it is like a constant noise. I'll tell you the person who is full of ego will never understand the truth because they have no clue there is anything outside this. The more you are a seeker, you go deeper. Even a single thought looks like a noise. You don't want any opinion, any argument. You don't become escapist, you become realistic actually. You understand everything, how thoughts are moving, how things are happening. Now what you are talking about, seeing a third eye, seeing Ramana Maharishi. This is because that mind is becoming more subtle. It's seeing in an abstract form what things are. And it is reflecting, it's projecting out to you. Because you are so engrossed in these things, it's, it's giving you these experiences, but it's all still the part of mind. But there's no harm in having any type of experience. 
we we know that mind can bring bad experiences mind can bring good experiences so your mind cannot decide whether self inquiry is good or bad i have to say self inquiry is bad for your mind because it will get rid of mind so mind can even say oh this is not a good path for you you know go for something else so i can survive longer you know because it survives longer let's say let's talk about there are so many paths there are paths in which you follow a religion and you never challenge this ego it will always be there in organized religions ego stays because you belong to a community you have pride of that community you work for that community and you have already separated yourself from the rest of all what around us is we have created a wall around us so the ego stays survives well survives methods like in yoga in postures in exercises someone is doing do worship is there that is why you know i take some yoga class i i should not call myself a very good yoga teacher but yeah limited i am doing it for many years for patients and others and i always say that just watch how the body is moving with instructions and not be a doer don't take it to your ego that i have done it yes and look it's beautifully i have done it now i can stretch body is stretching take your body as a third person whatever your name is that name is of the body you are nameless now thought comes whether this method is good should i jump on to another method and that is why seekers keep changing methods teachers instructions and that way the ego survives longer and then it loves let's do this let's do that you know so if we still stay in stillness and look everything from that silence when i say we you should look everything from that silence silence is you can't go beyond it it is just silent it is nothing but mind will not understand what is silence what is nothing what it is so let mind do what it's doing but don't be an accomplice to mind so so many people who are not seekers who are not doing practice they don't understand they think mind is there no separation is there but when you start doing any practice you start noticing that you something you is separate than mind because that's something you can watch all thoughts coming and going and how the reactions to those thoughts responses to those thoughts is happening within you sometimes i can say that in initial steps it could be just your ego watching thoughts reacting not reacting then recede further go back recede and then see there is this impartial neutral observer not a person nothing 
actually it doesn't exist for so many people because they have no time it needs practice to be that impartial observer which is observing when you when you look from there that is self only you can call those moments when you are a pure observer as spasmodic self realization and with constant practice it becomes effortless because it is natural now you know what you are that is self realization and self realization is eternal peace now your question to me is you want peace but you don't want self realization i don't know how you will achieve it if you achieve it then let me know okay i'm not saying i don't want it i guess the underneath that is i'm afraid i won't get it so underneath that yeah that's so, just a mind mind says okay. all sorts of things i this i is mind only when you say like this i want this and i don't want this who is this i this i needs to be challenged all the time and i can be very strong and i'll tell you when a self realized person speaks from using the same word i and the other one who has done no practice says the same i it is the tone the way you speak makes a big difference that i is so different i is that source also and i is that ego also as bhagwan puts it beautifully that the small i goes and the bigger i comes or i goes and i i comes just to differentiate that from where you operate you operate from that higher level we can call that self as higher level because it's a higher consciousness it's pure consciousness it's raw organic natural undifferentiated or whether it mixes up itself with i thought and then speaks and we all know in others when other people speak from ego we feel that this man is so egoistic you know he's he's so unreal or doesn't consider everyone together he's not inclusive he only talks about i me mine and we all can feel but the problem is when it comes to us we don't know that we think we are right we are we are not egoistic you put this question to others that we have to get rid of ego people will say i don't have any ego because ego cannot know itself to know ego we have to move a bit backward and watch this trauma unfolding within us Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Shantel, you are on to ask something. I can see your raised hand.
Thank you, everyone. I really appreciate everyone. Can you hear me? Yes, gentle. Go ahead. Hi. So I started attending Satsang. It's been um, a little bit over a year now, since November of 2023. And I came across Ramana Maharshi not much longer before that. And I just want to say my reality is completely transformed for the best. I can't even... It's just been a, the, the peace that I have is not a peace that, so I can see that, um, you know, the reality of the ego, I, I should be suffering, but I'm not because I, I don't buy into to it anymore. So um, whatever the, you know, problems may happen, and some are quite, you know, they're serious problems. I don't feel them as much. And, um, when I have uh, something coming up, I surrender it to uh, Ramana Maharshi. I surrender it to him every day. I surrender. I surrender. And um, I love him. And I just surrender every day, all the time. He's on my mind. If I'm walking, I go, Ram, 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 Ramana. I always, always, always want to, always, always keep him in my mind. And my life is completely, this is just uh, the peace that I have. I have no interest in anything else, but it's not depression that I feel when I'm alone, I'm feeling at peace, I can't wait to go back home. Sometimes I think to myself, uh, my home is uh, the ashram, and I'm there, and I'm cleaning at the ashram, and I'm there, and my mom is there, like I live my life around it, and a lot of it I guess I'm using a bit of imagination for these things, a bit of visualization that way, but then what's to say that that reality isn't better than, you know, the other one, more tangible, which I, I have no interest in anymore. My mind is like a, a bit of a noise. That's a bit of a, it's there, it's happening. And if, uh, you know, I used to have pains of anxiety. If I don't even feel that anymore. If I, I know, I see, oh yeah, I should be anxious right now, but you know what? I'm not because I don't believe in it anymore. I don't, it's not in my truth anymore because the love and the grace of Ramana is so much greater than that, that that's what I just throw myself into. There's times where I know that I'm very attached to the image of Ramana Maharshi. Um, and uh, I, I always want to connect with, with this image and so on. But sometimes when I don't, I see that uh, there's nothing. But that I sort of am attached to that love and that connection with them, but sometimes there's like an absolute nothing, and I have to tell myself, that's okay, that's yourself, you're okay, you're still with them, you know, because we're all, but that, you know, that emptiness, I don't know, it's a beautiful, peaceful emptiness, but it's void of all the feeling and the thoughts or anything that you may rationalize what you're experiencing, it's like a nothingness, sometimes I feel like, oh, am I leaving, am I leaving him, am I leaving, because I'm attached to that. I'm externalizing it a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but less and less, more and more I'm trusting to, uh, what, to just let that go. And I just trust that when there's nothing, it's fine. I, and I don't have any fear of losing myself. I don't want to be here. And sometimes if I let myself think, it's like that. The thought of coming back for another lifetime is just when I'm sure I will have to. But to me, it's uh, it's not what I want, you know. I don't want to come back. I want to stay in that peace. So 
I mean, I'm not having much to say, but I just want, it's very good. I'm very grateful for all of you. And I just want to share that. That's it. Thank you so much. I love you guys so much. Thank you. And I, if I cry, I'm just happy. It's like it's a feeling of love and joy that I feel. Thank you so much. What Chantel has just said is, uh, would be experience of so many people, you know, that we are sitting on the bliss, it's, uh, it's infinite bliss. And this path, which is direct, simple, I believe, is not difficult. Mind can create so many things, it is difficult and, you know, I will not be able to achieve Self-Realization. Because fun thing is that a lot of people feel it's something big deal, you know. Only Jesus and Buddha got and nobody else in last 2000, 2500 years. It's not like that. Nobody goes out and there's not a list of people that these are the ones. People are living normal household life, not telling anyone. Nothing to tell about it. Just see around Bhagwan during his time and even now. Trees known by fruits, you see, not one. You can't count. It is just your own understanding and just staying in your bliss, watching the drama unfolding, whatever prarad karma brings, all these images and happenings around us. Though we can't change them, but we can abide in that changeless awareness. Tap into that, that's all. Let's say you watch dream at night, but if you can be out of the dream, which they call lucid dream, you are free. Dream continues. Dream will continue as long as it has to continue, as long as that sleep cycle is there. Same is this life cycle. It stays. And then thing is that you stop judging situations and people. It's not in our hand. It's in no one's hand. People are all on auto mode. They're doing things. Who are we to judge? When we stop judging our mind, we stop judging others' mind. That is true freedom. You watch it and the mind dissolves. You can say it, you practice it, but then this grace operates on us, which makes us observe in that sense. 
Ansmi, you want to ask something? I can see your raised hand. I think you are mute, maybe. No, not mute, but you have to increase the volume. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, yes, no, yes. Okay, I talk loudly. I have a problem with my system. Are you able to hear me now? Yeah, yeah, it's perfectly fine. Okay. Yeah. So I have been having a, a psychological problem called health anxiety for the past several years. But I don't regret anymore because that's the reason why I have embarked uh, on this uh, self-realization journey. So uh, I'm able to see the thoughts, the emotions, you know, whenever I get a bodily sensation. Um, earlier it used to be like, I used to believe that completely. Like if I get a sensation, I would just believe that, yes, I do have this problem, I do have cancer. And I used to rush to the doctor. You know, I used to completely believe my mind and do exactly what it dictated me to do. But now I'm able to kind of maintain some distance, like detach, and see that as someone else talking to me rather than me telling myself. It's like my ego telling me that because my ego is scared. Because my, my ego is completely identified with the body. So when there are some twitches or when there are some bodily sensations, my ego starts telling me that you might be having cancer or you might be having, you know, some other disease. And then the fear comes. So I'm able to see the pattern. The thought comes and then the fear comes. And the fear is so strong that sometimes I'm able to, as you said, stay and watch it as a neutral observer. I'm able to kind of withstand that emotion. But what I see is the moment I'm able to kind of withstand it and transcend it, the emotion gets stronger and stronger. And sometimes I just get pulled into it. So it's like, let's say I have a small twitch and the motion comes and it tells me that, oh, you might be having MS. I'm like, I'm observing it. And the moment it sees that it's getting defeated by me, it just, you know, it comes with something else. And, and sometimes I just get pulled into it, completely pulled into it. So I just wanted, I know, I know the answer, like I can understand it, but I'm not able to kind of practically do it all the time. Like just stay see that look at it. So I just wanted to get and if you have something to say about that. Because what you are saying is that this is happening to my body, and then the thought comes that this might be a disease or something, and then emotions comes and sometimes you observe, sometimes you get pulled into it. But the problem here lies is that you think you are this body. There's a very, very strong attachment to this identity with the body. This also has to go because it is not the ego which says uh, to self that these things are happening and the self will. Self, self is not talking to any Thoughts are not even reaching self. They only reach up to I thought. Mind talks to itself. So the one who thinks that I am getting pulled is not self. 
that means it's still happening everything at mind level there is some witnessing you're trying to do you're trying to observe your emotions and then you get pulled sometimes you can control sometimes you cannot don't think that the people with ego are always reactive and impulsive and aggressive everyone has ego but still we have this intellect which is helping us to be staying in sanity we stay we watch sometimes we respond sometimes we hold on to it this is all happening at ego level but here we are talking about something completely out of it out of this equation that is that pure self and to enter into that space whenever a thought is coming question to that thought whom these thoughts are talking are they talking to me when the answer comes to me or whatever the answer comes watch further deep so you transcend from that ego talk beyond ego talk there is no talk there is only silence and that silence is emanating from the self it's always there noise of the mind has superimposed on it all this drama is happening having external to us it's not happening in self self is the screen which is uninvolved always so if you are buying to this thought that the body is going to suffer it will have a disease you will die it is only ego i am the body idea is so so attached to all of us not just the i am the mind as a matter of fact mind and body are one component this is a gross body mind is a subtle body this is all one apparatus self is not involved it's only giving energy to it this whole thing like electricity coming to your smartphone and smartphone is operating only role self is playing is giving energy so it's working self leaves the body body is dead all this play of emotions anxiety hypochondric behavior all this is happening at ego level and here comes the play of grace as well as chantel was saying about you know being a devotee and her when she was speaking she was using inquiry as well as devotion devotion gives lot of solace it makes us humble we bow down our head our ego to that some energy you can call it energy you can call it ramana you can call it god call nothing doesn't matter but still we have to in a act of make it disappear ego has to bow down to self you can call that self as anything you can respect or you can believe that that is pure self 
you can add some devotion to it. This will help you a lot. And if you have no I am the body idea, then the body drops now or body gets cancer or body dies. It is none of your business. That means you are so much having identification with body that I am this body, isn't it? Otherwise, uh, how can it trouble you thought whatever is happening to the body? We are not the body and we are not the mind. And this whole process starts from thoughts. Counter these thoughts to this thought that this mind is not yours and it is not for you. And you have no relationship with it. If thoughts are coming, let them come. They are going, let them go. Don't engage. It is a hard practice. You have to sit in solitude. You have to watch it. And then it becomes very, very easy. When we stop engaging with thoughts, they start disappearing. They only come and talk to ego, not to self. Thoughts have no clue about self. Their reach is only up to themselves. You know, like self knows self. If you understand what I am saying, only self can know self. Mind cannot know self. Same is, mind talks to mind only, not to anything else. Mind stays in its level, self stays at its own level. There is no mix-up between two. Mix-up, we have done it. Because this illusion is also very strong. This nature is a big magician. Though we are self, all of us, we are all self-realized, living and talking through that self only, but conditioned with mind. And everyone's mind is different. Your experiences, your previous experiences, experiencing now your education, culture, background, how you perceive things. But if we drop whatever we, this mind is carrying, then we all are same. There is only one self, not two self. Self in you, self in me, self in everything is just one. I am not the body, I am not the mind, I am not the intellect, I am not the ego. I am that I am.
which is uninvolved, always uninvolved. All the play of this word is happening at equal level. Thought comes and the word appears. Everything moves, starts with I thought. You are I thought, not anyone else I thought. Just as you dream, you dream and the whole world appears, isn't it? You go to deep sleep, the word disappears. Though it appears that it is external, it's always there. And I am sleeping, I wake up and then it comes. It's already there, but actually it comes when you wake up. You are the source. Because everyone has the mind, so it looks that it is external. It is coming from your mind only. Whom to blame, whom to praise. I am not talking from any book or what Bhagwan has said or what you know yourself. Whatever written in books is someone's experience, realization. Don't make it intellectual understanding and be happy with that. No, you should know it. It is a paper tiger, this whole world. It cannot touch you. It has no power to affect you. Our fear gives the power. Self is our natural state. So if someone says, I don't want self-realization, it doesn't make any sense. Only the thief in us, ego, don't want because it will disappear. Two cannot stay together. I give lot of importance to the silence within. Because tell me if there is no thought, what is the situation inside you? 
Without thoughts, there is only silence. If you call this silence as Bhagwan, God, Self, and be with that all the time, I'll tell you there is one more way to look into your progress, how much you speak. When there is no thought coming, what to speak, what to say. Lot can be said just by your eyes, by expressions. People say you could count how many words Bhagwan used to speak in a day. You can count. We all know for many years he was not speaking anything. What to speak? Our attachment to the body gives rise to fear. Don't identify with body. Even if we identify, one day this body will be dead, isn't it? Without any exception. And how the body will die? It's already predestined. And when that is also. Can you change? No. Then why to worry? Why don't you find who you are? Leave body to its own destiny. Body never says that its name is our name. Body never. Body is insentient. Self never says.
Self is realized state of all of us. Body cannot fool it, whether body stays or not. Then who is this in middle of these two things? Who is this ghost? Body is not claiming, self knows. Then who is this middleman? Who thinks I am the body and keeps claiming and keep getting frustrated and then crying and getting disturbed? Who is this? This is a big joke. Mind is creating thoughts, mind is affecting the body, body is part of mind. We are none of these. We are only self, with or without body. We are unaffected all the time, uninvolved all the time. How can we be get affected? Wake up from this dream. This is waking dream. Be more alert, more awake. I would suggest one thing that after a certain time feel that you are Bhagwan. Because lot of people keep Bhagwan at very high level. So the ego survives and we keep doing all stupidity. And then we say, Oh, Bhagwan was this. Good, you appreciate. But know that whatever that purity is, that Bhagwan is, we all are that. Raise your level to that. You don't have to change your clothes and externally look like him. In your heart, you should be in your heart all the time. Give up your mind. Live in this world as we don't exist. Nobody is seeing us. We can't see ourselves. We are free.
Hello, Meena, you want to ask something? No, I don't want to ask. Thank you so much, Sanjay. I only wanted to say there is more and more in me this impulse that's what Bhagavan said. I am always in you as I, I I remain. Then there comes, pops up this question in me. So then who is this other I? When he is shining in me as I, there cannot be two I. And then it's like this false is falling away because there is only him. Very true, very true. Let Bhagwan shine in you. Thank you. Om Namo Bhagavate Shri Arunachal Ramanaya Om. Namo Ramana. Pray to Ramana that everyone shines as Ramana. That light of all lights in Bhagawan is being recognized in everyone's heart. Thank you, everyone.